Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Welcome to Dishing with Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director, here with Mara Levinsky, Senior Editor. Hi, everyone. Well, Mara, good news for Days fans. The show's head writer, Ron Carlobati, tells us exclusively that Victoria Conifal will indeed be back as Sierra this summer, and for now, her return is open-ended. Now, the character just left town this week with Theo, going to South Africa, the home of many Salamites past and present. But the fans are, you know, understandably upset that their hoped-for romantic reunion between Ben and Sierra did not happen. And, you know, Ron really made a good point in that it presented a big challenge for the writers. Like, do they script a happily ever after for Sierra and Ben and then have her leave? Like, what do they do with Robert Scott Wilson, who isn't leaving? So Ron conceded that he knew fans might be disappointed, and that's why he is so thrilled she's coming back so he can script, you know, hopefully the reunion everyone's been waiting for. Yeah, you know, one thing I really appreciate about Ron, and I experienced this as our GH editor when he was the head writer of that show, is that he is really willing to be transparent with fans and pull back the curtain a bit to explain why certain uh, storyline decisions are made. And I think it's obvious when you hear him talk about why he scripted Sierra's Amnesia that he really was thinking about how best to pay off the storyline for fans. And I think it's just really great when you have a writer who's open to sharing a bit about their process. And I think that uh, Sin fans will feel a lot better, quite honestly, when they know that Sierra is going to South Africa on a temporary basis, not a permanent one, and that there is definitely a next chapter for Ben and Sierra. I mean, I don't know what I would have done differently in this scenario, you know, like, and I, I love that uh, Victoria Conifal was true to her word about being willing to come back when her schedule allowed to make it possible for days to keep this love story unfolding. And I'm just really happy for Sin fans that they will have a lot of good stuff to look forward to this summer. Oh, me too. And, you know, it's funny because I think it's only natural to armchair quarterback storyline decisions. I mean, if I'm being honest, it probably occupies more time than it should and more conversation between the two of us than it should. (laughs) But uh, Ron will totally call me on it if I, like, grouse about a story direction that he's taken and he'll say to me, okay, what would you do? And, you know, in that case, whenever he says that, I'm really on the spot because it's one thing to say, oh, well, you could have easily gone in this direction, But, you know, you really think about it, these stories are oftentimes so much more layered. It's not just one easy fix. It affects so many other characters on the canvas that you really have to take it all into account. And, you know, I marvel truly at what these writing teams are able to accomplish with the time restraints they have, with the budget restraints they have. And, you know, every story isn't going to be a winner. But when we know why a show chose to go in a certain direction, it does help bring perspective, in my opinion. I absolutely agree. And one of the best parts of this job is being privy to some of that information, albeit off the record, which again is why I give kudos to Ron for how much he's willing to share on the record. Um, And even if you don't particularly love it, like you said, I do think it's really instructive to know the why of a certain move. Now, another thing that fans have to look forward to in the near future is the tribute episode that GH is planning to honor the late John Riley and his character on the show, uh, Sean Donnelly. So we got word this week that this very anticipated episode has an air date. It is Friday, May 21st, uh, and that it will feature a mystery involving Anna and Felicia, among others. And we know that within that hour, the role of Sean's daughter, Annie, 
previously known as Anna, as she was named in memory of Anna back when Anna was presumed dead in the boat explosion of 1992, uh, will be played by Caitlin Riley, John's real-life daughter. I'm sure we'll be talking about that uh, more a little closer to when it airs because we'll be doing some in-depth coverage of the memorial show. But I do think it's worth mentioning it now so that GH fans can circle that date, May 21st, on their calendars. Well, I will be circling that date as well. I mean, while there are many new faces to Love in Port Charles, you know, it's really hard to beat the pull of classic characters and storylines from the past. You know, I bang this drum all the time, but if we're being realistic about who's watching soaps today, the majority of the audience is people who have watched for years and want to see the characters they first fell in love with. So I feel this episode is going to check all of those boxes and will be so well received. I mean, the announcement of it appeared on Deadline.com, which is a big deal. You know, there are clearly great expectations for the execution. There's no question, you know, that in, in soaps, there's simply nothing more important than history. And for playing on the long-term bonds that fans have with the shows and with beloved, well-established characters, uh, Sean hasn't lived in Port Charles since 1993, but was so popular. It just would have been such a missed opportunity, I think, had they failed to honor John's passing. Uh, and not only will this, I think, be rewarding and important for current viewers, but it may well draw back lapsed viewers who loved Sean back in the day. You know, a Sean uh, Donnelly tribute episode, I would argue, is, is more likely to drive that kind of tune-in from former audience members than like any big event centered around characters who've only been around for a few years. Oh, I could not agree more. Now, two actors who viewers have loved for years are our guests today, Tamara Braun and Galen Gehring, who play Ava and Rafe on Days and are embarking on a big romance. So let's check in with them and talk to them about what's up. Hi, Galen. Hi, Steph. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, this is so great to be here again. And hey, Tamara. Hey, Mara. How you doing? I'm I'm wonderful. Good to have you. We couldn't be talking at a better time. Uh, certainly your story on screen is heating up. But Tamara, this is actually the first time we've had you on the podcast since you returned to Days last year. So obviously death is reversible in soaps, but Ava had been killed during your last stint on the show. So were you surprised to get the call to come back? I was, and I wasn't. And for two reasons. One, like you said, um, you know, people come back in soap from the dead, right? And when, when, I was, when I was on last time and Albert told me that um, I was being killed off, I was like, why? And he said, oh, <laughs> he said, nobody's ever dead in soap. So I was like, okay, well, there's a possibility. And then a couple of years ago, I guess there was all this, all these clues, um, and my sweet dear neighbor who has passed, rest her soul, um, she, would, she would tell me that, um, you know, she'd watch both shows and she said, you know, there's all these names on these doors and they're coming back from the dead and there was AV, so maybe that's Ava Vitale, you're coming back. I was like, I don't know. And I was currently, you know, working elsewhere, so it wasn't um, feasible then anyway. So um, I, like I said, so yes and no. <laughs> What, what made you open to the idea, Tamara? What made you want to come back and play Ava again? Well, I love Ava as a character. I mean, her first incarnation was my favorite, I think, ever of any, and I mean, I've loved all the roles I've played, but of any role that I got to play, there was so much freedom with the expression of that character. It was written so well. There were so many layers and I just, I adored her. So um, that was number one. Um, number two, I just, I've always enjoyed being on days. I think it's a really um, kind environment to work, you know, a good, a good work environment. People have been always kind to me. It's um, a good professionalism and a good sense of camaraderie. And um, so that aspect of it absolutely made me jump. Um, so, you know, and then also, like you told me, you were like, oh, you get to work with Galen. So you were so <laughs> excited for that. I didn't really... know that, but now I'm super excited. Oh, my God. Happy. <laughs> <laughs> you told me ahead of time, it would have been like, that would have been the number one. Mm -hmm. Then the other two. Hey. <laughs> Um, well, Galen, you also had a bit of a, of a reversal of fortune when it comes to your day status. Last year, you thought your run was ending. And as we know... It has not. So tell us how you found out that Rafe would not be saying a permanent goodbye to Salem. So I got a phone call and they were like, oh, you're not going anywhere. 
Um, but uh, it'll be like a month and then the pandemic hit and then um, a month later we shut down. So it ended up being, well, actually that's not true. I came back and then there was my birthday. We shot the stuff because we were so far ahead. And then I knew I was coming back, but we had a break and then we had the pandemic, et cetera. But anyway, it's so great to be back. So cool to be working with uh, Tamara. Um, Storyline, super fun. And um, I'm really excited to see where it goes. So did the two of you ever meet before days, like in the early aughts when Galen, you were on Passions as Louise and Tamara, you were Carly on General Hospital or were you aware of each other at all? Um, I knew she was badass, um, and she was around. I don't know. I don't recall us ever meeting. We probably did at some point say, right? Um, we did. And it's because of these ladies here that we met. We did a shoot, didn't we? For Soap Digest. Yep. So that's oh, we, we did. Yes. We were right, all we together. together. We got to find that it was you and me and Michelle Stafford and that's Elle. right. Everybody kind of had their separate shoot and then we all came together like just for the five or six of us that were that one like setup and that was it so it's not like we would have spent much much time together so well in 2011 when tamara was on days as taylor nicole's sister your storylines did overlap a bit so galen you were playing your double role at the time which is uh, Rafe and the fake Rafe Arnold who murdered Taylor's mother. Um, do you have any memories of each other from that time or what it was like to work together? First of all, that was so fun playing that guy and it was so out of control. Um, but I think if, if our story, it would have just been something that was in passing, right? There was right. really no like real, you're just setting me up. There's screen time. Right. Yes, they, there were, there, your storylines, you know, crossed in and out, or, or at least the, there was a confrontation scene about the matricide, but not much, much beyond. You know, Tamara, you're just I have no idea so about forgettable. <laughs> I was probably so excited that this was like an on-location photo shoot. I was so excited. <laughs> well, you were on this, the show uh, at the same time again when Tamara returned as, as Ava for like a short period in 2015 to 2016. Your characters, again, didn't really have a lot of meat to do together, but what was your like level of interaction behind the scenes back then? Like, did you kind of know each other at that point? Okay, so can I just say, I was like, I totally remember this. And I totally remember going to her and Steven also, and just being Patch, and being like, oh my God, you guys are so fire. Like this whole, like, I loved that story. You know, just the whole, um, the fact that she was coming in there and had this crazy past and how she was like luring him back in. And, you know, Patch and Kayla have this like, indomitable, incredible relationships spanning decades. And she was just able to snake her way in because um, she's like this like cat, like on the prowl thing that I see her as. Um, I loved it. So yes, yeah, so I was a huge fan of that. And maybe that's why that supersedes everything else for me. Of course. Um, and so there were probably just like, whenever I would see the two or three of them in the makeup room or whatever, I'd be like, oh my God, so those scenes today or yesterday, like I was just all like fanning over the whole thing. So <laughs> I love that. There's that. I do yeah. remember. I do remember our, our uh, that stuff. I remember you liking that 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 time mm -hmm. when I was there, and that's where I remember Galen the most as well. Is like in the makeup room and talking about stuff like that. But mm -hmm. I think that's where if you don't have storylines that cross over, which apparently we did, and we don't remember. Um, <laughs> 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 that's where if you don't you actually can start a you know camaraderie a friendship or whatever because it's the only i think other time that you would see each other right is in the hair and makeup or in i guess the hallways when we were allowed to roam them <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah of course there's really no common area uh everyone has their dressing room and and i mean now you're not even allowed to rehearse together so um there's really so little opportunity unless you have a storyline. And even then you're on set and then they're like, put your mask on and you know, you're ushered away. And yeah. So uh, I just remember thinking that um, you're great. So I think that. 
I'll pay you later. <laughs> <laughs> well, fast forward now to 2020. Galen, it seemed like the show was flirting with the possibility of a Hope and Rafe reunion when Christian Alfonso left the show. So first, tell us um, what it was like to have Christian as a leading lady and what stands out to you about the Rafe and Hope pairing. Well, I think the thing that um, stands out, like, I thought this characters had a lot of um, promise together. I liked that they worked together and could share this space that was different. Um, I don't think they ever really, um, you know, seized on some of the opportunities. There were some of the things like when we went to uh, whatever the cabin, some scenes there that were a lot of fun. There were some scenes when um, they were on the drugs or whatever uh, that were fun. And I don't know, it just came like very business. So, um, you know, now she's gone, uh, which was weird. That really, like, I never foresaw that. I always saw her as this, like, you know, um, obviously intrinsic part of the show. So that was weird. And, um, you know, kind of like, you know, it's sad in a way to see that, you know, this legacy character and just kind of like a, a fractured thing. So, um, I don't know. You never say never about someone returning. Who knows? I mean, I think that, you know, Christian's very steadfast in her opinions and beliefs. So uh, who knows? But never say never. Um, but, you know, we move on. And I'm certainly happy for the for the opportunity where it's at now with this, you know, potential triangle story and uh, has a lot of promise, I guess you would say. So, you know, yeah. When Hope did leave town, did you have any theories, Galen, about who might be your next pairing? Yeah. I mean, obviously you're thinking like, okay, is they going to bring in someone new? Is there someone on the canvas? What's happening with everyone else's story? You know, and I think that they're always moving these chess pieces around. And, um, and I was, uh, you know, there's obviously the rumor mill that starts to go and, oh, there's someone here, this and that. And, but I, I feel like, especially like more now than ever, like you never really know until you're actually doing the scenes, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and then that's always, you know, who knows where it's going to go, even once you're starting that and where that goes, you know, they, um, you know, testing characters, chemistry and storylines, et cetera. So it's pretty interesting. I feel like in the past it was like the characters were more, um, and obviously there's still a few storylines that are like that or characters pairings, but they just move people around more, I think now than they may have in the past. Mm -hmm. I uh, thought you were going to say, even then it might be Kristen in a mask. Oh yeah. I mean, by the way, it still might be. Who's to say it's not. <laughs> right. Who knows? Um, well, Tamara, in the time that you've played Ava, she's been pretty single-minded in her romantic focus, or perhaps we can say unhealthy romantic focus on Steve. So tell us about working with Steven Nichols. Well, I, I just adore him as a person and I've always loved working with him. And um, so I was super excited to come back and, you know, get to work with him and Mary Beth and, you know, cause that's what I knew when I first came back. Um, and it, it, it's just like, you know, we may have not have seen each other in five years and we just pick up where we left off. And, you know, and I absolutely adored, adore him. Um, really enjoy the relationship that, that, is there for the characters. There's so much history um, that we try to remember, even if sometimes, you know, change of writers or whatever don't remember it. We try to remember that, you know, it really, it was a true love for them at one point. Um, and it was healthy at one point <laughs> until he got taken away at the altar, you know? So we try to infuse that stuff in the scenes, even when, you know, Ava might be doing and say, well, Ava's not, you know, wasn't always healthy with him. Um, after, after, after that being left at the altar, she went bonkers. But, um, you know, I think Stephen always, always remembers that and infuses what he does with that. So, I don't know, I enjoy working with them and I'm so grateful. Like I said, I, I just, I enjoy the people over at Days very much, so. Did you uh, have a sense that the show would be moving Ava in a new direction this time around? Like one that included the possibility of Ava falling for someone else and maybe in a little bit of a healthier fashion? I didn't. I actually, you know, because I knew that I was going to be coming in um, and Charlie was a new, another son that I hadn't known uh, Tamara hadn't known about. Um, so I really thought they were just going to focus on that. Um, 
and I hadn't thought about her being in any kind of a love relationship because I, I did know that she may not be as obsessed with um, Patch anymore, which I thought was good and healthy. And, 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 and in that, it became um, an opportunity for possible growth um, with Ava in, in a positive way, where I think the last time Ava was on, uh, she was written so kind of evil with, without as many redeeming qualities um, so I feel like this time there, well, when I saw that, that she wasn't going to be as obsessed with Patch that, oh, there's a possibility for growth. But what that growth was, I wasn't sure because I really did think, you know, my, my role this time was to come in to be Charlie's mom. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, Rafe came and saved Ava and bam! You <laughs> 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 <New> obsession. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the jury. The jury's still out on how sane she is, people. Okay, <laughs> you know, I don't know what kind of rehab she went through, but I'll yeah. tell you. I hope she's. I hope she's. You know, never as crazy um, as she was at one point. But I still hope she. You know, I, I hope that she always has her uh, her edge and her spunk because you know, without that, then little boring so mm -hmm. yeah like what what happens if you don't call ava back within like five minutes or you know <laughs> calls go straight to voicemail <laughs> you know where were you something uh -huh. picked up <laughs> yeah <laughs> well where we are now in the show we're at the beginning we're in the beginning stages of what appears to be a love story between rafe and ava so did either of you know before you started getting scripts that made it clear that the show was going to go and explore a pairing between your characters that they were going to do it uh yes because i heard she was moving in <laughs> and so uh how would it possible that she's living in my place how would it be possible that is that she'd be living in my place and they not explore that because it is a soap after all, right? So, uh, and I think it was great. I like the way that, it, you know, it took a while, obviously. We're just getting into that now. So that's how I knew. What about you, Tamara? I am, I am thrilled to be in this, this pairing because it's so much fun to work with Galen. I mean, first of all, he makes jokes all the time. So the first few times we worked together, I was constantly laughing. And I think, I think Ari, yeah, they were with, with Ari in the hospital. And um, and I was just like, is it always like this? And she's like, yep. So you always know you're going to laugh, <laughs> which, is, which is pleasant. Um, but I was so excited to see where this, this could possibly go because it's an interesting dynamic between the two characters of Ava and Rafe being so you would think kind of on the opposite spectrum of, you know, their sense of, what's right and wrong, their, their, you know, how they look at the world in terms of their morality and, you know, their, what they think is legal or should be. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think it's an interesting opportunity to explore these two people you would not expect could possibly have, you know, like each other, fall for each other, have common ground, you know, is it, is it, it's an, it's an interesting thing to see, oh, is it going to be more than a, chemical, physical sort of attraction? Will there be a deeper level attraction? You know, because people who are diametrically opposed can be, you know, physically attracted to each other, but can that, is there more than that that can sustain it? So I'm interested to see where they're going to take the relationship in terms of, um, of these two characters and how they relate on a deeper level. Well, clearly your, your character is manipulating mine <laughs> with the cooking. <laughs> so let's just be clear about that, that this is like, you know, you know, the, the Putinesca and uh, whatever else. You, I thought yeah. you liked the Putinesca. No, I love it. It's just, you know, clearly there's an agenda behind it. <laughs> She's working you with her Putinesca. Okay. Mm -hmm. right. yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. so Which is fine. <laughs> We know um, that because of the show taking all of these very careful 
precautions uh, and, and executing production protocols for shooting during the pandemic, it's, it has changed the ways that the actors can uh, interrelate with one another offset and rehearse with one another. So how has that changed, you know, your process for like the work that you do on your scenes before you get up to the set? And how do the two of you prepare for, for your scenes? That's a great question. Um, I think it's been something that we're just trying to figure out as we go along. And one of the things that we started doing uh, is actually calling one another the night before or a day before or whatever it is, just so that we can go over them on the phone. It doesn't have to be like a Zoom or anything, just so we can say the words out loud and maybe talk about the scenes and, and what the angle is and stuff. I find that's super helpful to me. I think Tam also um, likes it. Otherwise, maybe I'm just torturing her. Um, <laughs> love it. Love it. Great. Yeah. Because um, also, like, you think Tamara signals bad in her kitchen or wherever. Try it at the studio. I mean, Aww. we struggle there so much. Like, just, the calls are dropping. And um, Randy, bless his heart, the producer there, is like, wait, what? It's, it's not working, you know? And he's like freaking out. I keep telling him. And he's trying to get his Wi-Fi repeaters up. And, you know, he starts going on all this jargon. Um, so, yeah, we've, we've had to make a shift and, and try and make it work, right? Because you know, we're still shooting at the same speed that we always have without the opportunity to necessarily, you know, have FaceTime with one another. So that's been one of the, the main ways that we've shifted, I guess. I mean, not everybody that you work with works the same way, right? So not everybody likes to rehearse. Not everybody likes to run the lines beforehand. I mean, and in our medium, that's insane because we go so fast. It's not like, you know, prime time or film where, you know, you have a master shot, you have a medium, you know, and by the time you, you know, if, you, if it's not a situation where, um, there's rehearsal, um, you at least have, you have many opportunities before you're close up to say it aloud to, dis to hopefully discover things. But, you know, so if you're working with somebody who doesn't care to run lines or rehearse, then you still can find your way. But in soap, it's so, it's so quick, you know, it's one and done that if you don't have somebody who likes to do that, then it makes everyone's job much more difficult. But um, so this, I think, has even forced those people who don't generally do that to take the minute and at least run it a few times with, with their scene partners. Well, to that point, how would you describe your working styles? Are they similar? I would say our, our working style is really similar. Like, we love to go over stuff, but we also like to keep stuff fresh at the same time. So it's like just because we rehearse it a, a certain way or doing things that does not mean by any stroke of the imagination that it's going to come out that way when we shoot it. Um, by the way, for better or for worse. Right. So <laughs> sometimes you're like, wow, that was really cool. That was really, that was a pleasant surprise. I didn't expect that. And other times you're like, what happened? I <laughs> Did you No, no, I didn't. God dang it. I, I, well, it's always tomorrow, you know, like stuff like that. Like you do so now that, you know, literally Tamara was just saying to me, you know, we have this thing where, you know, we, we literally talked about like, oh, well, it's, it's really her cooking that brings them together in a way because they are so, you know, they're just coming from like way opposite sides of everything in life. Right. And, um, so then we're like, well, you know, let's do this cooking thing. And then she was literally just telling me, she's like, okay, I learned a lot watching it. Um, like one thing, if they're vegetables, don't have them in plastic in the refrigerator because, oh my God, it's so loud. Just have them be regular. And I was like, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Those little things, you know, that you can find so distracting. And, and if you have time, obviously the audio guy can be like, Hey, let's maybe suggest this or, but at the pace at which we move, there's just, you know, you're just flying. So, but, uh, <laughs> but I would say, you know, we both like to rehearse. We both like to talk about things and go over things and, and um, explore things. But anyway, um, I, I would say, yeah, our, our styles in that regard are very similar, right, T? Yep, I agree. You know, and that's, that's what's beautiful. I really think the beauty of it is that, you know, we enjoy rehearsing. We enjoy, you know, doing that. But, but again, no one's stuck to it. And I think the, the first time we rehearsed, I said, okay, so... I, I have no idea what I'm going to do when I'm up there, just to let you know. And you said, 
And you're like, okay, but I was really hoping you'd do it this particular way. Yeah. But so it's 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 great that, you know, you know, there are some actors who just want things to be a certain way each time and that's certainly not me, and from what I've learned from Galen, obviously not him. So yes, I guess our acting, I mean, we, our styles are similar in that way. Yay, us! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's, let's just pretend for a moment that the other one isn't listening. So Tamara. Yes. Just us here. Okay. What's your favorite thing about Galen's personality? His sense of humor and his kindness of heart. Those are two things, so I guess I cheated. <laughs> we'll allow it. Okay. Okay, Lynn, you've had 10 seconds to prepare. Um, what's your favorite thing about Tamara's personality? You know, obviously our, we have this like great working relationship, so I love working with her. And, and you know, she's always willing to, uh, and encouraging in terms of like, okay, let's do it, let's work on it. And that's great for the genre. I love that. Um, she's um, just like such a low key person. I mean, it, it's kind of hard sometimes when we're talking because half the conversation is with her dogs um, <laughs> that she's having. Oh, come here, short pack. Oh, okay, mama's got, you know, and you're just like, oh my God, it's like crazy cat lady, but that's her, you know? So she's like, she's not putting on any airs, you know, like what you see is what you get. And I love that. Um, and uh, she's obviously super smart and talented, and uh, she's just got a lot of cool qualities. But those are some of my favorites. You know, the dog thing really is, it's tough sometimes. <laughs> it's half an hour, you to split. I mean, I don't, how many dogs do you have, T? Uh, I am, the crazy cat lady has two dogs. Because <laughs> 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 sometimes it feels like 42. You're like, oh my God, how can I? Oh no, come here, Mr. Nibbles, get off the thing. It's like, oh my God, are we running or are we doing a dog show? What's going on? <laughs> Can't we do both? <laughs> yeah. Her ability yes. to multitask should also be one of your favorite things about her. Yes, no, love you, yes. thank you for being in my corner. Yes. I'm team crazy cat lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, all right, so now that it's been uh, a little bit of time, do you have any favorite Rafe and Ava scenes or moments thus far or, or, you know, ones that you've noticed have gotten a lot of like big reaction on Twitter? I do feel like probably like the biggest reactions are, are yet to come as far as the relationship, you know, they're getting this kiss and, and then what happens, how that will progress. Um, the Putinesque scene, we were joking about the Putinesque, but those, that was one of the first like kind of fun, remember, you remember that scene where we were, um, yeah, where she does offer you the Putinesca, the gravy, the sauce, the whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a really good yes. time with that because I think that the first, that's like one of the first times you actually see the two of them just kind of being real human beings and enjoying each other's company. So, and we had a really wonderful time doing it and we thought the lines were hysterical and we were acting like children <laughs> with the humor <laughs> in it. <so. laughs> Right, but see, I think because we only see Rafe's Kitchen, pretty much, yeah. um, that that's like the only set like that on the whole show. Yeah. So I feel that it does give sort of a sense of intimacy to these characters inherently because you're sort of in a place where you don't see anyone else doing that for the most part. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay. So I think it does help to build that connection between the two of them because you're seeing them do very sort of regular things, but it resonates. Um, yeah. The I love that. I love that. And also because, you know, when you're, you were joking earlier, Galen, about like Ava manipulating him through food, but I think that, you know, food is the way that a lot of us show love and care and gratitude and, 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 and openness with each other. Mm -hmm. So it is cool that, that you mentioned that it's the only set that's like that. So it's, it, it, it's conducive. It creates that. Um, relationship and mm -hmm. um, and then yeah you know and you know Italians just ethnic people love to cook right and it, it is just that that way of connection as well so um, I think it does create a realness in in a sense that perhaps other sets wouldn't allow it's, it's sure well, you're able to like have an activity which is nice um, especially in the genre 
Uh, I will say, thinking, going back to your question about what scenes I like, there are some scenes that I know haven't aired yet, um, which I did like, um, and they did take place also in the kitchen. Um, Everything takes place. I will say, I'll say there. Well, that's not true. We have some other scenes at the that aren't in the kitchen. You um, heard it here. Spoiler, spoiler. Spoiler alert. You mean... They're, you guys, the they're on the station. patio, okay? And the police station. Yeah. yeah. Um, but these ones in particular do. In fact, they're um, they're at the kitchen table. And um, and they're pretty heated and they're, and they're cool. I like them. The more I think about them, like, yeah, I think nice. those will be... Yeah. Um, she, she burned but we haven't seen those yet. They're heated. Okay, well, stay tuned. Mm -hmm. Um, now, I mean, heated could mean, could mean a lot of things, right? Yeah. The uh, fire so, alarm, the smoke alarm went off because she just... Grease fire. There you go. Grease fire. <laughs> was, grease fire she's like, oh, I'm going to try some American... I'm going to do fried chicken. And then she burns down the Hernandez <laughs> kitchen. You know, go with what you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, now for each of you, Tamara, let's start with you. What draws Ava to Rafe? I think he is, he's a really good man. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> You're so dumb. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's true. He's a really good guy. And I don't think that Ava has been surrounded with really, really good people in her life. She, um, not well, this good. Not this good. No, right. there's many good men. And um, and he 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 cares about her. He's he's well. He's kind to her, and he sees her as a human. A you know, not necessarily regular. He's not. He knows obviously what she's done. He's aware of it, but he seems to treat her as a person. Is like where she is. You know, he comes to her where she is, not where she was, who she has been in the past, or. Um, who he thinks she may be or what she might do. He's present with her. And I think that that is really, I think that's something that she hasn't had. Mm -hmm. um, and now Galen, what attracts Rafe to Ava? Oh, I should say, and he's hot just before we move on. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That helps. <laughs> now I'm, I'm back in the good graces. <laughs> well, I think that um, I think opposites attract. So obviously they're totally coming at one another from completely different sides of the spectrum in, in many walks of life. And, but also, um, you know, obviously Rafe is clearly someone who wants to heal people. He's like, oh, I can fix this person. I, I don't know that he so much wants that with her. Um, he's just willing to accept her how she is, and she seems willing to to want to make this change to move on from where she was in her, you know, I don't know, was it a past life, whatever. Um, in terms of her, you know, criming as a <laughs> um, mob princess, as it were, and. Uh, but I think ultimately as she's opened up and they share things about one another, he's just seeing a side of her that he never thought even existed. Um, and so that, that in addition to the cooking, in addition to obviously she's beautiful and sexy, like I think all those things combined are tough and you know, she's living with me. So there's that, which is, you know, Oh, Hey, you're still here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Short. It's, it's not a long distance relationship. It's a short commute. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um. So Tamara, I, I take it, or I'm, I'm getting the sense from just this conversation uh, thus far that you welcome and have enjoyed kind of getting to play the softer side, if you will, of, of Ava Vitali. Yeah, because it's a side that we haven't seen before. Um, I mean, we've seen it when she's really vulnerable and she's losing something and she's needy, um, but we haven't seen Ava not 
scheming or plotting or, I mean, I know that, you know, you don't want to water down such a multi-layered faceted character into just being a sweet person. You know, she's not like Miss Sweet, you know, you know, and Pollyanna, but she's, but it's good, I think, to be able to see all aspects of a character because we have those as human beings, right? Someone may think you're the sweetest human being ever, but you know, your family knows that <laughs> you can lose it and you can be a nightmare, you know, <laughs> or, or, or vice, <laughs> or vice versa, you know, the, the outside world may see you as a real tough person who doesn't let people in. And yet your family knows that you are just a big mush. But, you know, we, we show that we have these different sides to us. And I think that the beauty of soap, when they explore, you know, characters, we have that longevity. So the beauty of being able to take the time and, and invest in showing that um, is a gift. And I'm grateful for that. Um, you know, again, don't want her to lose all of her edge, of course, but, <laughs> but I think that it makes her more human and um, more relatable. Mm -hmm. um, well, I'm so did... excited to see where she's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, you guys have no idea. <laughs> great. Well, we did mention that you both just um, filmed or the kiss that you filmed aired. Um, so despite the fact that you've done it many times in soaps and I'm sure on other projects, does it ever get awkward or is there still like a weird moment when you have to kiss for the first time? Always. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. And okay. So we're in the COVID era. Uh, uh, okay. So this person comes knocking at the door and you're like, uh, well, who's not I like, you know, you have to have your door closed and no one, you know, it's wardrobe, but it's like the, the COVID police person or whatever. And she comes with this special mouthwash that kills COVID that you take before if you have kissing scenes. And so, you know, then invariably on the Zoom, you're rehearsing or whatever and you're, you know, oh, I got the, I got the sauce. You know, it's just, it's so awkward and stupid and you're just trying to like, make it normal uh and it's anything but you know what i mean <laughs> yeah it is it is funny it was funny because like oh we have this this mouthwash that kills stuff and then so you do it before and then you're supposed to do it afterwards as well so well, you are you've not been doing that <laughs> uh-oh that's why they give you two that's things. why they give you two <laughs> yes i knew that i just knew you didn't have it so i was a little worried uh <laughs> well, so we, glad did, we had this talk. They get you know the <laughs> thing about days is they brought a um they, they have like a lab in house now, so we get PCR tests daily. So at least we know for that day we didn't transmit it to each other. But use that mouthwash afterwards. <laughs> okay, thank you, mother. You're I, I hope Dr. Rolf will get to use it as well. <laughs> the lab, right? The lab. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's always, you know, bizarre to be like kissing someone for the first time that, you know, but I mean, what it makes it so much easier when somebody's nice and you enjoy them, you have a good time and you feel like you're friends and you respect each other. So then that makes it fun and, and silly and whatever, it's, you know, is or isn't supposed to be, but, <laughs> you know. Well, it's funny. There's like that, that build up too. I think if you have this long term, um, you know, quote unquote relationship with someone on the show, whatever, but always when it's new, it's new. And so then, you know, they, they do the, well, actually they don't do the countdown anymore. I always hear, cause they went from five, four, three, two to action now to save time. <laughs> um, so, uh, which is a whole thing in and of itself, but, uh, so they go action and then yeah. they're like, give us oh, right now <laughs> we, do, we do the kiss now, which you, you know, you kind of, <laughs> So, anyway, Awkward. it's a, it's yeah, it never ceases to be um, different. I don't know. It doesn't feel super awkward. I think Rafe and Ava have a, I don't know. Rafe thinks she's a, a great kisser, so. <laughs> and vice versa. I'll let them know. <laughs> <laughs> so as Galen hinted at, 
it, it seems like there are the makings of a little triangle between Rafe, Ava, and Nicole. And you've both uh, been working with Ari Zucker, who plays Nicole. Tell us about what it is like to work with her. Fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always. I mean, well, you know, Ava and, um, and Nicole, Nicole was her only friend forever. I mean, it has only, it has been her only friend, except for now, Rafe. But, um, you know, and they, and so I used to work with Ari a lot, um, you know, with the two of them as characters. They used to just be out the bad girls who were drinking and, you know, <laughs> just causing problems, um, but having a good time while doing it. So, I mean, this time around, it's, it's less, you know, drinking and silliness and, you know, that kind of stuff. But, um, to work with Ari as a person, she's always prepared and she's, you know, always on it and willing to play. And so that's super fun. Yeah, I feel like the luckiest man in the world <laughs> getting to work with both these girls. Um, always like willing to have a great time, always prepared. Uh, Ari's only got mad at me once. Um, only once? Since we, the three of us, have been working together, yes. <laughs> like, I had a scene. I was, I was supposed to come in outside the door. The one thing that, like, viewers might not know about the Hernandez kitchen is that the door, if you'll ever, like, watching scenes, it's very awkward to go in and out. So there's a table there, and then there's always an issue with the lighting on the door of various proportions. And um, so it's just awkward. You know, like, oh, how to make this work? So I had a scene where I was coming in and uh, they were talking about something and, and I was outside the door, kind of like whatever, going up and down the window, like, you know, ducking. And Ari's like, not now. I have a lot. He's like, okay, not now. And then, oh my God, she started to rattle off this monologue and I felt so bad. Remember that day? Yeah. She and she had- wasn't even like, not now. She was so cool yeah. about it. You just felt really bad once you realized how much oh, she had and what a so serious bad. moment it was between Ava and Nicole. That yes. he was just being silly and playful and making jokes outside the door. Mm-hmm. And she just focused herself and was like, I mean, there was no there was no tone, no malice, no nothing in it. But I think mm. that there was just focus. <laughs> I, like, yeah, I mean, no, uh, that's <laughs> When when I knew when the like fang claws came out, I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna stop." Yeah. Well, they d- obviously after- she's like freaking out. I, I don't know. Things after that. Yeah, listen. In my defense, they had been on set, and I and there was a scene where I was like just arriving, so I didn't know. And they, I think they they like called me late, so I hadn't seen the rehearsal or whatever it was. But she was, I could tell she was. That was the most serious I'd seen Ari, and then I apologize profusely for you know what it is that i had done which wasn't that much in my defense either (laughs) but you know they jump on you know because they're old friends so they jump on me (laughs) not literally it's a glass door like you can see through it i can't imagine that it doesn't lend itself to exactly what you did thank you steph which i only noticed on the air show because they're kissing like rafe and Ava are kissing you hear nicole like Hey, is anyone home? I'm like, just look through the door. It's class. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I, God. Every time they said, I'm like, can't there be like a blind or something over the window or curtains so you could kind of see through, but not really? Well, the cur- I think there's curtains on either side, but it is a big swath right in the middle of pure glass. Yeah, they're never <laughs> right through it. <laughs> and it is such a tiny little set. It's like, it's not like you have a long way to go to see what's happening. The thing is, Ari's tall, so she's like above the window. That's it, right? Yeah. So she would have to duck down. It'd be awkward. Right. And then we wouldn't have a story. Relate to this, but what you know, as as a soap fan, I can accept a return from the dead. I can accept an evil twin, but Mm. when you see through the glass window and see the people kissing in the kitchen, I'm like, come on. Hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah. <laughs> Those are things we could fix. <laughs> Maybe that was the day to put the shade down. Now, but, no, I don't. I don't want to flip out the Eric and Nicole fans. But let's just mm-hmm. say, if we were talking about the future, would you welcome a proper triangle between Rafe, Nicole, and Ava? Uh, yeah. I mean, even like a quadrangle 
I don't know. Someone wants to look. Someone else wants to look in the window. Come on, bring it. Let's go. I mean, the more the merrier. What what fool would sit here and be like, no, that's a dumb idea. Two women fighting over me, terrible. Send it. <laughs> this is romance. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's uh, something I wholeheartedly welcome for myself, for the viewers, um, to to um, stir up stuff with the fans. Um, we'll see where it goes. I mean, I think that they wholeheartedly are respecting the past with the, with the um, Eric and Nicole characters in that regard. And I think that certainly uh, Rafe respects that relationship too, and would never tread upon that. Um, but uh, life also has a way of making things very interesting and the heart wants what the heart wants. So we'll see. Is there anything that you can tease about what's coming up for them in the near future as we, as we mentioned, we're, we're coming off of their landmark first kiss. Well, there'll be some more romance and they will um, delve deeper into their interpersonal relationships. They will discover things about one another that they never knew were even there. Um, emotionally, physically. And there will continue to be personal growth as well as conflict. Well, I cannot top that i'll just say ditto ditto and it's <laughs> exciting food more food well before we say goodbye is there anything that you would like to say to the growing body of rape and ava fans and just to the days fans in general i love that they're excited about this this pairing mm. this rava pairing um i think it's a very cool name <laughs> yeah ship name um, the ravas the ravas but um i just like that they're excited about it because we're excited about it and we're having a good time doing it so it's nice to know that that um people are on board so thank you for that and i just personally want to say thank you to the days fans for always being so so great in in welcoming me back when i come back as ava so that makes me feel good and thanks guys yeah, I I would just want to say too that I, I love you and adore you. Working with you is so great, and I'm so happy to see that people are responding to that. Uh, and I hope they continue to write the the fun, deep, crazy stuff that that we've had. And um, and I think that it, wherever it goes from here, I think there's a great setup because. People are invested now. We're invested in one another in terms of the characters. So now we've got this uh, tangible, emotional thing that really makes a difference to these two people. So whether they continue to go down this romantic thing or it blows up wildly, you know, you're on board because we care. So thank you to the fans and for the response. I think that, you know, when you enter this new, um, you know, coupleage or for lack of a better word, you know, when you're together, like, who knows how people are going to respond or where it's at. And it's been really fun to see that people are on board and dig it. Well, we both look forward to seeing what's next. And we thank you for joining us today. This was so much fun. And have a great day. Thank you. Mara, staff, Tam. Thanks, guys. And thanks to everyone out there. Big hugs, big kisses. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Tamara Braun and Galen Gehring for being our guests. If you like this podcast, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to pick up a new issue on sale now and come back next week for another podcast. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.